The worst is always of the habit of threatening Africans with retaliation. If you do A, B, C, D, we'll retaliate, particularly when it comes to the issue of LGBTQ. Now, we know this is something new on the continent, and Africans have been slowly getting into the conversation and easing themselves to a place of comfort. But America and its friends are almost trying to fast track the process in Africa. And when Uganda said no, they hit them with visa and travel restrictions. And so Ghana is next in suit, and Sam George, who is the Ningo Prampa member of parliament, dared America and say, we're going to pass this bill, the anti-LGBTQ bill, and we dare you to raise sanctions on us and our speaker, because if you try, we're going to retaliate. After Uganda passed the bill, the sanctions on the speaker of Uganda's parliament and on the sponsors of those bills, we will set notice as well that if they replicate same with our speaker and members of parliament, we will also take action against their business interests in our country. Because they, they serve in this country and make money from here and take back home. They cannot hold us to ransom. And like has been asked on this floor, Mr. Speaker, why is it, why is it that the American Secretary of State has not sanctioned the Secretary of Defense? Because June was declared Pride Month and they had transgender parades. The U.S. Secretary of Defense blocked and stopped a transgender parade on a U.S. Air Force base because he said the U.S. Pentagon, which is their defense headquarters, would not support such activity. Governor DeSantis has passed legislation against open transgender parades in Florida. Why have they not taken on their own citizens? In fact, in 2022 alone, there were 433 actions in state house of legislatures across the United States, banning and clamping down on homosexuality. The Supreme Court of the United States, SCOTUS, just last week, passed a landmark judgment enforcing the rights of American citizens to refuse to offer services to people on the basis of their faith and because they were LGBTQ. Mr. Speaker, it shows you that even America has realized the error of their judgment and are walking back their steps. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Indira Uganda. I'm a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here, having conversations with you guys about black people, Africans, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. Now, conversations about the anti-LGBTQ bill have been very rife in Ghana. This bill is one of the harshest bill on the continent, and it was proposed by Ningo Prampra, member of parliament, Sam Joe and it's being debated in parliament now some of the basic cause of this bill is um if you're part of the lgbtq you cannot get married in ghana you cannot start a family and it will also illegalize um lgbtq organizations and operations in the country and it has it has received a lot of backlash from the continent and even from outside with people calling for tolerance and peace and so it's being debated on the floor of the house um when kamala harris was in ghana she brought up the issue and the ghanaian president who for a long time was so very against lgbtq is sort of softening his stance and you can understand where he came from the president of ghana grew up in the uk and he saw the united kingdom go through that shift of being anti-lgbtq and getting to a place where gay marriages were legal in ghana and what he was just calling for is tolerance as Ghanaians and time 
as Ghanaians go through the conversation process. And so the conversation is happening in Parliament, and Sam George was one of the first people um, to take the stand and defend the bill. And in his submission, he says that there's no place for LGBTQ in Ghana and in the Ghanaian cultural and traditional society. Because if you look at the Ghanaian language, there's no word that can describe LGBTQ. If you look at the culture, there are no cultural practices that are aligned to LGBTQ practices. And so Sam George was just submitting that this is not something that is natural in Africa. This is not something that we can say is at the core of, of the Ghanaian culture. This is not something that is Ghanaian and Ghanaians can relate with. Listen to him. Mr. Speaker, Ghana is a culturally rich nation we have 70 ethnic groups and 80 languages. We have 242 traditional areas that are recognized by the National House of Chiefs. Mr. Speaker, we throw an open challenge to proponents outside of this house, since there's no proponents in this house, of LGBTQ rights, to show us one Ghanaian traditional language or one Ghanaian traditional area that accepts and supports homosexuality. Language is an identifier of an ethnic group. And when you take all the 70 Ghanaian languages, over 70 Ghanaian languages, each one of them has words for things that are natural to the people. Things that are alien, they don't have words for them. They have descriptions for them. So when people say that the white man brought us Christianity, for example, it's incorrect because when you take our local languages, we have names for the supreme being and names for lesser deities. In Akan, we have Odumankuma Nyankupon, who is the supreme being, who the Hebrews call Yahweh. Or in Gao, we have Akan Nanyumo. So God is not a new construct to our language. But when you take things like computer, which are new things to our language, we call it Abelfu Efide Enchi. It's a description. When you take telephone, we call it Ahuma Trufu or something. A description. And when you take homosexuals, we call them Kodo Besia, Kodo Aoya Ninyamotise Besia. It is a description simply because it is alien to our language. Some judge further goes ahead and calls out the double standard that we see the Western countries applying because if you look at, at Africa, we have our way of doing things. We have practices that we still uphold to this very day, but we've never forced these practices on, you know, on Americans or on Europeans. We understand that cultures are supposed to be diverse and we respect people the way they choose to live their life. Take, for example, a practice like monogamy and polygamy. Polygamy was part of the African traditional society for a very, very long time. If not just for the sake of marrying several wives, like if your brother's wife dies, then you can marry his wife and inherit his children. And this was not a promiscuous thing. It was just to ensure that the family and the bloodline continued and that the widow would have been taken care of. It's something that has faded as the years go by because of capitalism and people being able to make their money. But there are some people that still live by these traditions. Yet these are traditions that we've never tried to impose on the West as, as one of the key determinants to doing business with them. But when it comes to the West, it's almost like what they believe in, they try to impose on Africans. In the West, their culture seems to prohibit polygamy and support this. People think it's a cultural thing. It's actually not a cultural thing for the West. It's a financial decision. And let's put it to the Western world. 
that because of their tax system, that is why they frown on polygamy, not because of culture. Because when you are a single man in the West, you pay a higher tax. Once you get married to your spouse, your household tax reduces your individual tax liability. So then imagine if they allowed one man to have four wives. He will pay less tax to their exchequer. It is about money. For Sam George further goes ahead to argue um, in terms of law, in terms of what um, the African Charter says about you know, family values, and he says that family values will be protected by the state. And family values and morals are determined and dictated by that community and by that country. And so in the Ghanaian context, family values are, are well defined in the constitution, what a family is, who constitutes of a family. And so it's going to be a hard battle to win from the legal front. Also, just in terms of the ethics and the morals of a society these are cultural things and cultures are protected by international charters and sam george is saying some of these things do not come the culture way like we're going to beat you in that conversation 10 nil what sam george is saying is our cultural beliefs and practices are protected just the way you're you're vehemently trying to protect what you believe in Mr. Speaker, the African Charter on Human and People's Rights in Article 17 says this, every individual shall have the right to education. 17.2, every individual may freely take part in the cultural life of his com community. But 17.3 says, the promotion and protection of morals and traditional values recognized by the community shall be the duty of the state. This is the African Charter on Human and People's Rights. So it says the promotion of morals and traditional values. So what morals are we talking about? What traditional values are we talking about? This is the convention Ghana has signed up to. And so this bill is in line with that convention. In fact, Article 18 of the same African Charter says, the family shall be the natural unit and basis of society. It shall be protected by the state, which shall take care of its fiscal health and morals. The state shall have the duty to assist the family, which is the custodian of morals and traditional values recognized by the community. So if we say the family, what is the family? Is it a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, or a man and a woman with their children? We have our traditional values. Mr. Speaker, they always make reference to the UN Declaration on Human Rights. The UN Declaration on Human Rights in Article 2, I read, it says everyone is entitled to all the rights and freedoms set forth in this declaration without distinction of any kind. And these are the distinctions it makes. Race, color, sex, language, religion, political or other opinion, national or social origin, property, birth or other status. Mr. Speaker, I want to make it clear in this hallowed chamber that there is a clear distinction between sex and gender. Complete this distinction. Sex is a biological construct. Gender is a social construct. Sex is binary, male or female. It is the, it is the source code for even computer, computer science, zero and one. To be a male, you have the XY chromosome. To be a female, you have the XX chromosome. There is no other combination known to science. However, gender is a social construct. That is why in some countries, as we speak today, they have 48 gender identities. In some, they have 100. So gender is a social construct. In this country, our social construct of gender 
is male and female. Finally, you know that anytime you go against the West, there will be consequences and those consequences are always very dire. You know, the first thing they always do is impose sanctions and travel restrictions. And so that means just in the case of Uganda, if Ghana passes this bill, Sam George can kiss goodbye to his American visa and entry into America for a very long time. You know, the speaker back then who would have been in parliament when that visa, uh, when that bill will be passed, can also forget about getting an American visa in a very, very long time. Outside of that, there are always also other restrictions in terms of trade, um, in terms of sending aid, in terms of doing business, bilateral, multilateral relations. And so there, there will be consequences should Ghana choose to go ahead and purse this bill. But in retaliation, in retaliation, Sam George is saying, all your multinationals that do business here will also pay. If you try to make us pay for choosing to stand by who we are and what we believe in, your people are also going to pay and through their no incentive. After Uganda passed the bill, the sanctions on the Speaker of Uganda's Parliament and on the sponsors of those bills, we will serve notice as well that if they replicate the same with our Speaker and members of Parliament, we will also take action against their business interests in our country. Because they, they sell in this country and make money from here and take back home. They cannot hold us to ransom. And like has been asked on this floor, Mr. Speaker, why is it, why is it that the American Secretary of State has not sanctioned the Secretary of Defense? Because June was declared Pride Month and they had transgender parades. The U.S. Secretary of Defense blocked and stopped a transgender parade on a U.S. Air Force base because he said the U.S. Pentagon, which is their defense headquarters, would not support such activity. Governor DeSantis has passed legislation against open transgender parades in Florida. Why have they not taken on their own citizens? In fact, in 2022 alone, there were 433 actions in state house of legislatures across the United States. Banning and clamping down on homosexuality. The Supreme Court of the United States, SCOTUS, just last week, passed a landmark judgment enforcing the rights of American citizens to refuse to offer services to people on the basis of their faith and because they were LGBTQ. Mr. Speaker, it shows you that even America has realized the error of their judgment and are walking back their steps. Italy, 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 Italy in June designated June also as Family Protection Month to counter the, 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 the Pride Month. Maybe that's something Ghana should begin to consider.